Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 30. And today we're talking about our five favorite things from 2018. We'll also share some New Year's resolutions, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. So here's the time where we would usually talk about our highs and lows from the week of teaching. Yes. Yes, but since we are both not teaching right now because we're off on winter break, we thought we would revisit our New Year's resolutions that we made around this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about some things that we wanted more of in our classroom or something that we wanted to really focus on over the next year. And I know, Carrie, that you were like reticent to revisit that. I was nervous <laughs> thinking like I haven't done any of these things, but... But actually that's not true. We have. We, we have. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> as I was listening to last January's where we were talking about classroom management as we get back into uh, going back to the classroom in January and revisiting classroom management tips and things, we also talked about our New Year's resolutions for I believe that was episode number four. You are totally right. It is episode number four. <laughs> nice. All right. So, Carrie, um, I'm going to talk you through yours. And, okay. And you've actually, I know you have done these things. Okay. So, your first one that you talked about was that you wanted to use more iPads. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got really big into the seesaw thing. And you talked about seesaw and right. how you really wanted to do more seesaw. And you did. I did with recorder testing specifically, but I've used it in a couple other ways. And I did talk about seesaw and iPads in general. And there was a whole episode about that. Yes. Let me go back and see if I can find the number. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of iPads in the spring of last year when I was doing recorder. And I plan on doing it again this year. Oh, uh, episode 26 was the one that I did solo mm-hmm. while Tanya was on break. And I talked all about iPads in the music room. So you can go back so and listen to that. So you've done that. I have. And then this year, um, I continue using my iPads with Seesaw. Um, I used them in my escape room activity, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about later. Um, yeah, so I have used my iPads quite a bit. So there. And I kind of reorganized them, came up with a new numbering system, and it's been going really well. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, my number one was more student interaction, like within class, lot uh, more like s- turn and talk, kind more of. turn and talk For opportunities, example. yeah, more student led things, and I have done that. That's great. Um, one thing that I've incorporated is the circles, right? That we, um, you know, and I got some training on. Restorative restorative practices practices and how to do that kind of thing. And it hasn't taken over my classroom because, you know, we're still primarily making music. Sure. But when we can talk about it and we can really think deeply about it, um, it's it's so much more beneficial for the kids to be able to learn from each other and talk in turn. And so I've done a lot more of that. Um, Over the last couple months, I've gotten away from that just after coming back, uh, after my thyroidectomy and all that, it's, it's kind of been a... Because you've been on catch-up mode. Yeah, I've been on, I'm still on catch-up mode. Um, but, yeah, I have done more of that deliberately, and so and that's been going really well. So you try to plan that into every lesson? 
some sort of turn and talk or some sort of student interaction moment. You know what? Not every goal, lesson. But not every lesson. Yeah, yeah. it's been that more be like hard. every other lesson. That's good, though. Yeah. And that you're just deliberately thinking about it. That's, yeah. That's yeah. the half the battle. All right, and now your number two was yeah. you wanted to do more dance. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm like halfway on that one. I mean, I definitely have done more this year than last year, and a lot of that is this is year three at my school, so just building those relationships more with the students where they feel comfortable with me, where they feel comfortable with each other, being able to join hands, being able to touch bodies in different appropriate ways. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, I mean, like right before the holidays, I was successfully having – all of my fourth, fifth, and sixth graders do the Jingle Bells dance that we talked about that we love so much that we learned from Sana Longden, and that involves, you know, clapping right hands and elbow swings, and my sixth graders were doing that perfectly. I mean, a little wildly, but still, I mean, it wasn't a big deal, the boy-girl touching thing and yeah. just being able to just enjoy movement and dance and being comfortable to do so. Right. Um, I still want to inc incorporate more, for sure. Yeah. Um, but part of that, kind of like what you said, coming back from your thyroidectomy is you know catching up and making sure kids know are solid with concepts and not that movement and dance isn't important it's mm -hmm. obviously very important it's not my number one in my classroom my number right. one is you know more of the the classic traditional Kodai stuff right and the movement and dance kind of gets woven in so the more that they're confident with those other skills the more I can start weaving in right. movement and dance yeah so it's I would say there. that's a success yes yes, yes. Um, and my number two was to build relationships in and out of the classroom with students and just, you know, make positive connections. And I have to say this year that has happened a lot, mostly because now I have um, a lunch duty and an outside recess duty yeah. like every three days. Wow, yeah. And so just because of that, I have a lot more interactions with kids. Um, Way to put a positive spin on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, I mean, I've had to do lots of lunch before school duties uh -huh. in the past this year. I'm actually pretty light on that. But mm -hmm. that was that is a positive that I think yeah. we don't always think about as especially as music teachers, specials teachers, whatever you want to call us, you know, that we don't have those interaction with those kids as much as a classroom teacher does. So sometimes having those extra duties is yeah. the only place you can get that. Well I, I've been really deliberate about making going into it thinking as okay, I'm observing like what are these kids doing like yeah. during their recess time? It's really fascinating because there are a lot of assumptions I made about specific kids that are not true. That's cool. Because I'm able to view them at lunch, at recess, and I'd also do a crossing guard every day before school. Yeah. Um, so it's been really a, a great thing for me to see kids in those different situations. Sure. So I think that has been huge as far as like building relationships with those kids. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, and then your number three was to organize your manipulatives. Yeah, no, that has not happened yet. <laughs> um, I mean, and it's not, I can't say it's horrible. I mean, I know where things are. I'm able to get to things pretty quickly. Um, it's a lot of like the, the mini erasers, the foam shapes, a lot of the stuff that I do in stations are things that, and they mostly live in baggies. And baggies aren't horrible, but then it's like I have to sift through the baggies. Uh -huh. So I want to get things into like clear plastic containers. Like yeah. the dollar shoebox containers are, I think, ideal for that kind of stuff. And then you could like put a label. picture of it and yeah. then like put a label. Yeah. I mean, picture. and part of me is kind of like, well, I don't know. Do I even want to do that? Because then it's going to actually take up more space. Where if you put things in baggies, do they squish down better? Well, I have a lot of manipulate like the erasers in like little baggies, and I'll sometimes theme them by like a holiday yeah. or a time of year. Um, 
And so, like, I have a, a box of, like, winter array. Like, exactly. They've got snowmen. They, yes. There's, like, candy canes. Yeah. <clears throat> of course, I did just come upon, at home, a bunch of awesome Christmas tree erasers. Oh. That I was like, dang it, I could have used you these. could have used these. That's cool. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that's how I have them organized, too. I have a big box for fall, one for winter, and one for spring, mm -hmm. and a little bit summer. Um, and then, yeah, everything's in baggies inside those boxes. So, I mean, I can find them. But, like, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but, like, all the little erasers, like, I mean, I would love to be able to, like, put them in those little portion cups with lids. So then each kid you know, or that's every such other a, kid. a fun idea, but every time I put erasers in like any kind of box yeah they drive me nuts the yeah. kids with the shaking of them exactly constantly so i don't know if it's worth it i mean i did that i did that with like my apple erasers because i use those a lot even mm -hmm. non -fall. do your kids shake them How um do you keep yeah them but I, ha I mean i tell them they're not allowed to and then they do it anyway and then what happens i say well then i need to hold on to that until you're ready to show me you can handle it better mm -hmm. i don't know it doesn't seem to be too big of an issue because i i'm a bit of a like stickler for it but yeah it just is so much set up that i've i've done that like yeah. you you can't have that i've even gone to the point of like okay take out all the erasers now stand up and you're going to move your box to this spot yeah right but it's just i don't know i, I, know. I guess i, I get it frustrated with how much it. time it takes right so then when you're using your little erasers for example do you just you just grab a handful and put one in front of each no time? i have them in like snack bags like oh, the ziploc okay. snack bags yeah and the the downfall with that is that sometimes kids will rip that bag. Right. But or it's not close replaced. it properly and then yeah. they fall out. And then occasionally, sometimes an occasional kid will, um, you know, put air, blow air into it and yes. make it into a pillow. And, yes. But that that doesn't happen yeah. that much. Yeah. I mean, it's such a nitpicky thing. I mean, I, I just am that type A person where I just like things in their little organized containers because it looks so beautiful. It does. But honestly, I don't even know if it's going to be worth it. So, I don't know. I'm still pondering whether or not I even want to do as much of that as I think that I do. Well, there you go. As long as I know where things are and I can get to them. That's the important part, right? Exactly, yes. <laughs> so. And my number three was to organize my digital world. Yeah. Yeah, big fail on that. <laughs> That's a hard one. <clears throat> and if you are a millennial listening, I have a little um, idea for you. Okay. Because <laughs> I am not. And, you know, like, I can definitely get caught up on technology. I, I am your poster child for the Gen X yeah. kid. Um, which we never hear about anymore. It's all baby boomers or millennials. But, like, there's those of us who are... Gen Xers. Gen Xers. Getting uh, a cold shoulder. I grew up in an analog world. <laughs> yes. Um, but then, as an adult, embraced the technology. But yes. I am not quick on it. Yeah. I don't know. I am not really tech savvy. I used to think I was tech savvy. But then I really looked around and saw what that meant. The comparison. In game. comparison. Yeah. So, my digital world is just, like, a mess. Ah. And there are some things... I kind of am, like... Um, on some issues, I'm like an old man on the lawn, like, you know, <laughs> give me back my CDs and my records, you yes. know. I, I don't trust st streaming music all the time. Right. Well, anyway, here's my idea. There needs to be, like, people who are very tech-savvy, who are willing to, like, be rented out and sit down with somebody like me and to go through all the things and go, okay, listen, you need to keep these things in your Dropbox, and you should keep this in your Google Drive, and here's your school Google Drive, and, I, you know, I just, I guess I just need to, like, think through it and, like, write out a big old spreadsheet. I don't know what to do. I'm kind of going nuts with it. And then I'm scared <laughs> about smart notebook being 
going away. Going away. Yeah. I mean, it's not going away, but in our district, it's going away because they're not going to support it right. for too much longer. And uh, now everyone's doing Google Slides. And yes. I'm not always happy with Google Slides and like to the point that I have these tiny little issues like when I pull up a PowerPoint and make it into Google Slides instead, I can't make it take up the whole screen and I really want that. Right. And I see so many people who are doing presentations and leaving all that other junk up there and that drives me batty. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway, I need help. Um, Someone help Tanya. I need hours and I need help. Yeah, I need huh. guidance. So that was my big old fail is oh, wow. the digital organization. And the thing is, again, I mean, yeah, now I sound like the old man on the lawn. But as soon as, like, we, you do it, some newfangled thing comes out and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you know, I sh now I should do it this way. I know, but I've been using that as an, as an excuse forever. I'm like, why should I learn Dropbox? Because then they're going to, like, rip it out of my hands. I personally am not a Dropbox fan. I will say that for the record. Oh, well, Because you know, I can't get my stuff to fit and I don't want to pay the money. That, that's it. I'm a Google fan. Okay, personally. well. And I've also got an Apple Cloud Drive right. business. Like, yeah, I I've have got that too. all these things. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it is hard. It's And then especially if you're dealing with... You have like a Apple, like a Mac laptop, right? Uh -huh. But then you are using your school one too for some things. Yeah. And yeah, it does get very confusing. Somebody help us. Somebody help. All right. Well, let's talk about then our, our New Year's new, resolution new for next year. Yeah. Well, let, up front, let me just say I am not like a, a strong believer in New Year's resolutions right. because no, the date is arbitrary. Right. You know, January does not feel like the beginning of a new year. No, to not me. for teachers. Especially. No, that's like August, middle of August right. is your new year. But um, it's an arbitrary date. You can start whatever you need to do um, any old time. This is true. Um, the other thing that about New Year's resolutions and the reason that they don't stick or work is that people talk about like what they want to happen, but then you really need to go forward with a plan. Exactly. Things don't happen unless you have a plan. Right. And um, yeah, so I have a couple of things school-wise that I want to focus on. And really, I have less things because I want to focus on making a plan rather than just making a list of stuff to happen. Right, right. You know? Yeah. So, anyway. So, are you going to share? Am I going to share? Um, <laughs> it's this big buildup, but well, what do you want to do? Okay, well, my organized digitally okay. is a big thing. You still want to do that. And I've decided that that can't happen, like, you know, in one afternoon. No, it's it's going to be something that I'm going to have to, like, set aside time every week yeah. and put it on my calendar and say, no, this is not a time I'm checking email, and this is not a time that I, and this is time where I'm going to, like, even if it means me sitting down for 20 minutes and, like, thinking through it. Right. And dedicating that time. Okay. So that's, like, big on my list as the digital organization stuff. Sure. And the, the way I'm going to make sure I have time for it is that I'm going to put it in, I use the iCal because I have an iPhone, and yeah. I like things popping up and telling me, um... So I'm going to put it in my calendar every week, and I'm going to have a, a little alarm go off, and that's going to be my time. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't figured out the time yet because you know how things are. That's the hard part, yeah. yeah. So, All right. You? Well, um, mine is, um, I have one, and it's, again, it's not, I don't like the word resolution either, It's but I do have a plan. Um, I want to do a donor's choose, another donor's choose. Oh, yeah. So I did a donor's choose. Um, it was kind of pushed upon me by a coworker in my building who tries to get everybody to do donor's choose. And it is great. And it was funded. And I was very pleased. It was just one 
large Tubano drum. I just wanted one more large Tubano drum. Yeah. Because I was just short for my largest class for one for every other kid. I was short one drum uh -huh. to be able to do that. So I thought, I'm just going to put up one large Tubano drum, see how it goes, my first venture into donor's shoes. And it was funded, which was amazing. Um, so now that I get how it works, I want to do a larger donor's shoes. And I haven't decided. I've been um, going back and forth between more guitars maybe ukuleles i know that's kind of the big hot thing these days but i do see the value of that um and then or more tubano drums but basically more instruments for my classroom maybe orf instruments so i don't know exactly what i want to ask for mm -hmm. but at least i do know how the process works and it was fun maybe you can like show me how that works we can have like a little a little donor's, donor's choose, choose tutorial. Maybe. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's extremely easy because the website really just walks you through it. Okay. They're like, now you need to do this, now you need to do that. Um, and it was fun, and it felt good. And, I mean, I shared with the kids that we got a new drum, and when it comes in after break, we're going to take pictures of us playing it and, you know, write thank you notes and the whole thing. Cool. Um, so that's kind of my, my thing that I know that I want to do, my big thing, if you can call it that. All right. For the new year. Cool. Yeah. So now for our main theme, we are going to talk about our top five favorite things of 2018. Yeah. And this is not only inspired by the fact that it's New Year's, New Year's Eve is tomorrow actually, um, it's also inspired by the fact we've been doing this podcast for a little over a, a little year over now. A little over a year. This is our 30th so, episode. Exactly. So this is kind of inspired by both of those things, looking back upon our year, not only our calendar year, but our podcasting year. Exactly. And we just thought we'd keep it fun and light because, you know, it's winter break and we're not ready to think too hard. No. <laughs> we'll do that in January. Yeah. Um, so we're going to just rattle off our five favorite things, starting with our favorite of our own podcast <laughs> episodes. Yeah, we're very yeah. meta. Mm -hmm. And we are. Well, we kind of had this point where we realized, you know, we should kind of go back and listen to our own podcast yes. episodes and make sure we're not repeating ourselves Well, and I told you about my, my scary realization that I am repeating myself. Well, like, it's going to happen, All people. the time. I know. So <laughs> It's part of our charm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. But anyways, no, we, we both thought we would share one of our favorites yes. that we've done. So how about you, Tanya? You've already kind of mentioned it. But... Yeah. Well, I was listening. I was going back and listening to some, and I was listening to the classroom management that came out last uh, January, and it's the fourth, our fourth episode. Episode number four. And um, and I, I thought that was really useful because we were very specific about going back into the classroom after the winter break yeah. and going in and making sure you get things done by setting up a good organization. But it wasn't really, I thought it was great because it wasn't really dry, really um, pedal to the metal, kind of right. like hardcore, come on like gangbusters and make them behave kind of thing. <laughs> but I thought it was full of some really valuable, you know, insights. We talked a little bit about lesson, lesson planning yeah. and, and um, making sure you're hitting high concentration and lower concentration. And I was thinking, we need to do a whole episode on lesson planning. On yeah, that would be a great idea. Lesson planning. Um, but I just thought we covered a lot of ground, and I thought that was very useful. Now, I will say I didn't go back and listen to all of our episodes. And yeah, no, not Some of them are a little painful for me to listen to, <laughs> Early honestly. Um, well, especially when I realized, well, I think I talked about that again, you know. 
It's okay. When I've repeated myself, but... It's going to happen. Yeah, so I really like our classroom management, episode yeah. four. And that's a good one to listen to again this time of year. Yes. Because it's the exact same full circle. Even though you don't want to start thinking about that stuff yet. Um, it's, it's a important. good, like, week back. It, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if they've been off for two, two and a half, almost three weeks some places, mm -hmm. you got to really make sure you're setting up those expectations in a fun, positive way. Yep. So my one of my favorites... Um, I actually really like the episode we called Why Soulfish, and it's episode number 24. That's the, you know, the Kodai geek in me, I guess. But I think it's just something that comes up a lot in conversations, people who haven't had a lot of Kodai training, that, you know, why do we even use this language? What's the point of it? So I think we did a good job in that episode. Of and kind you know, of, we could do more on that. Every yeah, time I could. think about that, like, there's yeah. so much more. But we really kind of broke down the why and the history of it and why it's used so much, you know, in the elementary music classroom. But then we talked about kind of the sequence, um, the traditional Soulfish sequence. So if you haven't listened to that one and you're curious about Soulfish, I think it's definitely worth a listen. It's number yes. 24. All right, moving on to our next favorite thing. And some of these are going to be personal, not necessarily related to school. Yeah, I'm about to get personal. Sure. Yeah, okay, let's do it. So what was, Tanya, your favorite yes. concert or musical experience of 2018? Well, I have... A, you go to a, a lot of concerts. I do. I really do. I go to a lot of concerts. Which I'm always impressed with. Well, it's like like the thing I let myself do yeah. more than anything else no, is, I think is go to concerts. Um, so, so many things. You um, can do two if you want. Because well, I, I might have two. Yeah. I was, I'm just going to do two. I will say that um, it's the Colorado Symphony Orchestra is always worth going to. Yes. And I've seen a lot of concerts. The Rite of Spring... They do almost every year. They're not yeah. doing it this year. But anyway, that was a, a, a favorite. And also, whenever they do a movie, um, yeah, like they show Harry Potter, yeah, one of the Harry Potter movies, and then the orchestra plays along with the movie. Right. Those are awesome and always worth going to. But I'm going to stick to, like, um, you know, the rock pop scene. Yeah. So um, I went and saw Beck with my family um, back in, I think it was July, and it was at Red Rocks, and Red Rocks is a fantastic place to see a concert. Um, and my son, who is 13 now, we're starting to bring him along, which is expensive. Yes. Um, but, but fun. And such a great experience. It is a great experience. So that was one of my top ones. But also, just me and my husband recently went and saw Rufus Wainwright, who um, performed in Boulder. And he's doing a tour right now where he plays his... 2001 album poses like from beginning to end okay without talking in between songs and it's yeah. my favorite Rufus Wainwright album um and so and he he's just such a performer yeah and um he does a lot of costume changes <laughs> he plays piano very well sometimes he's playing piano sometimes he's playing guitar but it was just just so nicely done they had a mu he's a music producer who I'm sorry, a music director on the yeah. tour with him who's okay. also playing in the band. Cool. So it's just very, it's, it was like a performance. I mean, it was a, it was a rock concert, but it was like very... Well um, done. Very well done. Yeah. yeah. So those would be some of mine, and I nice. cheated because I did two. You many. did two. That's yeah. okay. Um, well, then I'll do two as well. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I got the privilege of seeing Renee Fleming this last year, oh. which was amazing. She performed... Um, in Denver, and um, a friend of mine, Camelia from Boulder, um, had an extra ticket, and I 
got it from her, and Yay. I went by myself. I, and I'd never been to a concert by myself, but it was amazing. And it was Renee Fleming, so I was very, very excited and very pleased to be able to go. Um, but then my other one was also at Red Rocks. We're so lucky. Actually, my house is like five minutes from Red Rocks. Well, maybe ten. Mm -hmm. um, Red Rocks is this amazing outdoor amphitheater that we have here in Colorado, natural amphitheater. Well, that's enhanced with yeah. speakers. But all sorts of concerts you can see at Red Rocks in the summer. And one of my favorite bands, they're called the Infamous String Dusters, and they're a bluegrass band that I love very much. So I got to go see them at Red Rocks this last summer, and we were in, like, the second row. And um, just a really, really fun, upbeat, amazing band, amazing musicians. And I'm actually going to go see them tonight. Yay! Um, not at Red Rocks. That would be cold. Just at another theater here in Denver. So um, Where are they playing? I, uh, the Ogden Theater. Oh, that's nice. So, um, yeah, just a really fun band, fun dancing band, and just, yeah. So this was my husband's Christmas present was tickets to go see them. So nice. it's really a Christmas present to me, too. So infamous string dusters. Awesome. Awesome band. Okay. All right. So number three favorite thing of 2018. Let's talk. Go bring it back to school. Bring it back. What was a favorite moment, a proud moment at school this year? It could be a specific lesson or it could be a specific thing or just a general thing. Well, that I've you're got proud a general of. thing. Okay. Um, I don't know if proud is the right word. Um, Please, something you're okay. pleased about. So, as I've talked about before, I was out of school for two and a half, I think it was three weeks, because um, I had my thyroid taken out, and um, I was just very uh, um, comforted by the outpouring of support from the students and the families. It was much more than I had anticipated. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of notes, you know, I got a lot of uh, just general well wishes and and a lot of help along the way. And uh, so not really proud, but just like, wow, you know, this is really nice to know that this community values me like yeah. to this extent. And so that was really heartwarming. And um, I, I'm still aiming for a proud moment sometime in the school year where I'm like, you know, Musically, musically, you know, proud. Right. Uh, with students. And I honestly. Mean, you have those all the time. Well, yes. And there, I mean, so many of them do. you often forget, right? That's true. It'll happen. And then, like, the next class comes in and someone throws up on the floor and you, know, you just can't remember. Right. Um, but just in general, the outpouring of support and warmth from my school community was just wonderful. And it was a very challenging time just because I was um, in the dark for a little while as far as my health goes. You never want to hear the word cancer yeah. because it freaks you out. Sure. And um, everything that my community did was just so appreciated, and I'm just very grateful that I had such a really supportive community. Yeah. Yeah. And so, no cancer. And, and no cancer. The, and, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that, too. Yes. So what about you? What was your proud school moment? Well, I mean, again, there have been lots of little moments that have happened that I've been really pleased at, especially being year three at the school, where I feel like my students are really coming along musically, singing tunefully most of the time, <laughs> really get coming to their own with some of these musical concepts. And I've just been really pleased with how that's been going in general. Um, if I were to name something specific, and I know I've talked about it before, so I'm <laughs> sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I was really proud of my escape room that that's I did. That's very cool. And, you know, again, I only did it with one sixth grade class. I didn't even do it with all the sixth graders. I just did it with one class because it was a reward that they had earned for some cheesy little thing. And I just wanted to do something special for 
for them. And I guess specifically just to say the amount of work that I put into it, but then it was so worth it because it was so fun and they were so engaged. And it's really inspired me to think about ways that I can create not just escape rooms, but just more interactive things mm-hmm. for the kids to do. Kind of like stations, but stations on steroids, you yeah. know, where they have more student choice. They're able to to take more ownership of it, work together. Um, so I did, you know, if you haven't heard about the escape room that I did, we have a little video on our IGTV and our Instagram account, but there's also videos on our Facebook account. And then, you know, other people have, have done really awesome things with escape rooms. Aileen Miracle has come up with a really great set of escape rooms if you want to just buy something and not have to make your own. But I liked making my own because I could tailor it to what my kids were working on. Exactly. So you can yeah. definitely look at what she has as inspiration, what I have as inspiration but just doing something like that was really fun and I definitely plan on doing more of them I think like towards the end of the year it'd be fun to do escape rooms that kind of like a culmination of everything they've learned oh yeah you know yeah kind of a year in review escape room and like you know you can make it cute like if fifth graders for me they do go on to sixth grade at my school so I can say they're escaping fifth grade oh to go on to sixth grade that's fun yeah so that's (laughs) kind of what's in my head for for the spring as far as escape rooms but yeah that was just something I was very proud of nice um, all right. So back to the personal. Number four, favorite place you traveled in 2018. Oh, okay. So like not traveling to school, right? No. No. no that, Outside of school. I mean, I like school, but I can't say that's <laughs> my favorite place that I've traveled. Uh, well, I was very fortunate this past summer that I got to go to Austria and Germany with my family and Vienna was just a highlight. Um, because it's like museums, coffee shops, and composers. That's yeah. pretty much all I want to do. That's awesome. Um, the children did not, that was not their favorite part of it. <laughs> so <laughs> Your children. Your that, yeah, my, my children. So that was kind of a damper on that because they're like, oh, when are we going to go? You know, kind of thing. Um, but we all enjoyed, I mean, it was just beautiful. Austria yeah. is beautiful. There's so much history there. I didn't get to do all of the things I wanted to do. We didn't, we did not visit composer grave sites, for example, and right. I would have liked to do that, but we did see where Mozart was born. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, that's Salzburg. Yeah, but we saw where... <laughs> same trip, though. Same, same trip, yes. So Salzburg was up there, too, but yeah. in Vienna, um, we saw one of Beethoven's apartments, and now I can say Beethoven lives upstairs, as does my daughter's black fleecy sweatshirt. Oh, because she left it there. Because she left it there. So we will <laughs> nice. always leave a part of us in Vienna. In Vienna. Yeah. At Beethoven's house. Exactly. That's awesome. So that was a great time. And what about you? Well, I, I kind of came up with this list and put travel on there because I do love to travel. I didn't travel much this year. It's just, it was just a busy year of lots of things going on. And, you know, our, my kids are still a little on the young side, so we're not quite working our way up to European vacations yeah. soon. Um, but we did go last summer to um, Dinosaur National Monument yeah. in Utah because um, my son is a fourth grader, so you get the free fourth grade National Parks Pass, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. So we took advantage of that. And we went to Dinosaur National Monument, and it was just it was more fun than I thought it would be, I guess. You know, I just thought it was going to be a camping trip with a little bit of stuff mixed in. But it was a really, really cool park, and there were, besides dinosaurs, there was lots of other cool things to see there. Yeah. It was very hot, um, and it was particularly when hot that weekend. It was the very beginning of June, which oh, normally wow. would be more moderate, but it just happened to be like one of those really, really hot weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, it's very hot, and it's the desert, so, you know, you just yeah. got to deal with that. But um, it was our first 
uh, three-night camping trip because we're tent campers. We do it right, and we've done lots of two-night camping with our kids in Colorado, but three nights in the hot desert was a little bit different. So, yeah. um, But it was really fun. The kids loved it. We ended up liking it a lot more we, than we thought we would, and it was just a fun family trip. Cool. And our uh, fifth topic for favorite things is a new favorite thing that happened in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you just love now. All right. I'll go first. Um, it's my house. We moved this year, and that was a big deal. We had spent 10 years in our last house, and it's where we brought our kids home from the hospital. And yeah. it was difficult to leave because we loved our neighborhood and loved our little house, but we just needed a little more room. So we bought a new home, and we have been loving it, especially right now for the holidays because we've had lots of family in town, and we actually have room, and we're not on top of each other. We've been entertaining a lot, yeah. and it's just been a really nice thing. We haven't done anything to this house. It's an old one. Well, I mean, comparatively, it's 1968, and there's lots of fun things that we could do that we're planning on tackling this summer mm -hmm. as far as renovations goes, but we've just been enjoying the space and... The location because we're right up next to the foothills so we can go hiking and it's pretty yeah. view and yeah so it's a little cheesy and personal but that's my it's new, a lovely house it's my new well thank you it's, it's just, further drive for me it is Tony and hey. I are further apart that was the big downside um I mean, honestly, when we were talking about when we were going to move, I mean, it was like distance from Tanya Aww. was one of my considerations. Well, it's still pretty close. <laughs> it's I not can bad. make it in 20 minutes. 20 minutes isn't bad. Yeah. What about you, Tanya? What's your new favorite thing of um, 2018? Well, we had a lot of construction going on last year. Yeah, you did lots of renovations. Yes, we built a room for our son. Um, so we uh, have this Victorian house in a historic neighborhood in Denver. It's and cool. it's. It's a lovely house, but if you've ever been inside a Victorian house, there's lots of little tiny rooms all over the place. Yes. So a few years ago, actually, before my firstborn was born, we popped the top and we added a second story, which is great. And the second story has these two very large rooms and then a bathroom. Well, so one of the large rooms is a master bedroom. The other large room is uh, another big room that my son and daughter shared for many years. Yeah. But... Yeah, we were getting to the point where they couldn't be sharing a room any longer. Well, right. And my son really wanted his own room, which is understandable, of course. And we didn't have an extra room. Right. So uh, what we ended up doing is that downstairs, when we did our uh, pop top, we also put an extra room on the back, which was like our art and music room, because my husband's the art teacher, so we had a big drafting table, and we had the piano, and we had some instruments set up, and it was just kind of like a catch-all art music clutter really yeah. is what, what well, it amounted to. It was like an all-purpose room. It was like an all-purpose room. Office. So yeah, yeah, it was an office area as well. So we um, hired uh, someone to come in and like kind of build a room within that room because it would have been an awkward room as a bedroom because right. it goes right out into the backyard yeah. and all that. So, so we had some work done and it always takes longer than you anticipate. All right. And so while we were at it, we were like, well, in our front room, let's put a fireplace yeah so we had a fireplace put in and it's an electric fireplace so it's not real flames but you can change the colors of them it's pretty it's cool pretty. and at first i thought uh, some heat. yeah it does yeah. you can make it kick out heat at first i was like uh this is just kind of silliness and um but it has been a focal point ever since it's been done 
and we were actually waiting for fall and winter to come around because it was really done back in the summer, but we didn't really use it because yeah. it was the middle of summer. Right. Um, but it has been this past few months, it has been such a great place. Like this, this room in our house, which we hardly ever use now we're in there all the time reading yeah. and playing piano and, and it's just because of this fireplace, which has been such a cozy thing to have there. Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. And now it's time for our work smarter, not harder teacher tip, which even though we've been out of the classroom, we've still got some sure. um, that we can share <laughs> as we get back into January yeah. and uh, restarting at school. So what do you have for us, Carrie? So um, all of my classes come in and they have assigned sit spots on the floor, kind of in the front of the room facing the smart board and that's how they come in. And so when I have materials ready, I kind of have them up in the front of the room where I need them for those classes. Mm -hmm. The exception to this is kindergarten. I only see them for 20 minutes. So we spend our whole time in my circle area. I have another area in my room that where I use sit spots as well. They're dolphin shaped sit spots because oh. that's our school mascot. Um, anyway, so they come in, they follow me in, you know, Pied Piper style and usually doing something on a drum and they follow me in and we sit in the circle and that's kind of our home base. They don't have assigned spots because it's just not long enough. But if we do a movement activity, they just go back to the same dolphin they were sitting on before and blah, blah, blah. But what I found was you know in that particular area of the room it's not it's kind of towards the back of my room I didn't have a good like home base of where to put all the materials I needed for kinder mm -hmm. and there are just materials that I use all the time with them so I always have stickers handy because when a kid is singing a solo in tune I give them a sticker right away for that positive reinforcement nice yeah. um my little magic microphone which is you know one of those like echoey plastic microphones you yes. know to encourage solo singing so those are kind of the things that I always have there's usually like a picture book and I just I was having a hard time because with kindergarten especially I want to be you know engaged with them as much as possible you know you turn your back on them and you never know oh, what's yeah. going to happen <laughs> so what I created out of necessity and laziness was what I I call my lazy kindergarten basket and yes. it's a specific basket that's just for kindergarten and it sits right on the bookshelves right behind where I always sit so it's the not circle. the kindergartners who are lazy no, it's me. But it's not so much laziness. Like I said, it's like, oh, shoot, I want to get my stickers and they're across the room on my desk. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like the same idea as if you have an infant, you know, and you like want all the things you need for your infant within reach because mm -hmm. you, you're constantly taking care of an infant. That's yes. how I think of my kindergartners. Yes. yes. That I want to be looking at them. I don't want to walk away from them. So I can literally like reach behind me and grab my kindergarten basket with everything I need while we're singing our, you know, hello song or whatever it is we're doing yes. never take my eyes off them and I never leave the space that I'm close to them yes so it's just a silly little thing but I found especially for kindergarten it's really handy just to have a basket ready to go with all the stuff that I need exactly Now it's time for our CODA section, where mm -hmm. we each give a personal or professional recommendation. 
yes. something we have been enjoying lately. Yes. Yeah. So Tanya, would you like to start? Uh, sure. Okay. Okay. Um, do you do you listen to um Gretchen Rubin's podcast Happier that she does um, with her no, sister Liz? I've heard of it, but no. Well, I've been listening to it for a long time, yeah. and it's a it's a really fun podcast. And um, she does this thing that she started last year. She and her sister called uh last year it was 18 for 2018 and it was not exactly resolutions but it was like things that you want to happen in the next year okay and the idea is that your list of 18 like some of those things are things that are probably going to happen anyway right some of those things are kind of resolution-y like oh i want to make sure i host a dinner party or something like but that it's like a mix of fun things and a mix of like really should have a will for example oh yeah and so i didn't do it last year i just listened um, cause <clears throat> I'm always nervous about resolutions, New Year's resolutions. Right. But this year I actually made a list oh. of my 19 for 2019 and I'm not going to share them all. Okay. Um, but anyway, I put some things on there. Mostly I tried to connect them to like happier things, things that I know will make me happy. Yeah. So like, I want to make sure I go on three hikes nice. with my family. Yeah. Because we live in Colorado and we have all this all these fantastic places really close that we can hike. Yeah. Um, I want to learn how to sing happy birthday in Russian. Okay. I have a, a bunch of first graders this year that are Russian students oh. that are new to our school. Interesting. And I recorded them singing happy birthday in Russian. Oh. Um, because I want to be able to do that. Yeah. You know. Do they um, say, I mean, it's the same tune. It is. Okay. And, and it's a lot of re- repetition because it's like, you know, happy birthday to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I figure I can handle that. Okay. Um, another one I've got in there is I got to get a harp teacher for my daughter. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if you're in the Denver area and you know a great harp teacher, hey, let me know. Um, and some other things like a date night once a month with my husband would be a good thing. Yeah. Family game night like once a month with my family. Oh, I, I could have like talked about awesome. We've been playing a lot of games lately. Yeah. Um, and I just want to keep that up with sure. my family. So anyway, 19 for 2019. And I tried to make my list just kind of light and fun. And they're not all hard things. And some of them are going to happen anyway. Like go skiing. We're going to go skiing. Right. Um, but anyway, it's a fun thing to Just to be intentional do. And about if, Yeah. If you're interested in you more to... information about that, you should listen to Gretchen Rubin's podcast with her sister Liz and it's called happier nice yeah uh all right well mine is going to be something very specific to the Denver area but if you plan on traveling to Denver um there is a really wonderful exhibit going on at the Denver Art Museum right now and it's called Dior um from Paris to the world I think is the full title of it. And I'm not, like, huge on fashion. Um, I I enjoy Project Runway and, you know, <laughs> some of those things. Um, but it was just a really beautiful exhibit of clothing and photographs and artwork. And just it was just extremely well done. And I got to go yesterday. And you did the audio tour. I did. Yeah, it comes with an audio tour. Um, so I got to go there yesterday with my mom, who's in town, for the holidays. And it was just a lovely thing for the two of us to do. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful exhibit. Fun. So um, if you are in the Denver area or planning to travel to Denver, I believe it's at the Art Museum until the beginning of March. And it's just a really beautiful exhibit Yay. that I enjoyed a lot. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring blog. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. 
If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. In our next episode, we'll be starting our series on how to teach the other stuff. We'll be talking about how to teach timbre and instruments of the orchestra to begin with. Look, look, for, look for that in January. Yeah. So until next time, this is Carrie. And this is Tanya wishing you happy musicking.